this is not this is not the season for you to be hoping this is the season of now it's not a season for you to be saying God I wish you would answer my prayer he's answering it now this is not a moment for you to stand at the side and expect something to happen he's doing it now we just came back from Ashbury and Asbury and to see the spontaneous worship in the presence of God is something to behold. We were honored to be there for 24 hours and just without prompting, people are just crying before God. Giving him praise, I saw we were on the we were on the lawn just in front of where all of this is happening. Somebody drove for 12, 14 hours, and as soon as they opened the car door, they stomped onto the lawn and started to cry and worship God. They says, "I had to get here because the anointing and the feeling of the atmosphere was so thick; it was almost like you were in the presence of angels in heaven." And I want you to know that we don't have to say, let's go to Asbury only to get it. God has brought it to New York City. God has brought it to Liberty. God has brought it to your home. God has brought it to your family. God has brought it to you in the name of Jesus. And this awakening is not for show. Nobody is going to get the glory. Nobody will be the hero. Only he will be the hero. He will be the King and the Lord and all glory and all praise goes to Him. So if you want to get in touch with this glory that's falling, don't try to be seen. If you try to be seen, you will be shut down. But if you try for Him to be seen, God will use you in ways that you have never ever dreamt before. Can I get a church to give God a praise? Can you give him an unselfish praise? A praise that you know you're not worthy of, but you lift his name up on high. Hallelujah. We give him unto him all honor, all glory. As you to his name. And while we were there, thousands of people there who would pass by the president of the college would pass by you know I'm not shy passed by in the lawn I went right up to him and I says I want you to know something I'm praying for you you know why I'm praying for him because he's carried a burden he's had to carry the load of the city on his back 50,000 people descended on that place and it can only hold 6,000 so the city the sheriff, the police. Then he has to deal with the student body. Then he has to deal with the public and the media. And I says, it's not easy. And you're carrying a balance. And I, it seems like he was waiting for somebody to tell him that. I said, I'm praying for you. And I know you're carrying a burden. And sometimes you don't understand what people are going through. And you don't see, you see them up there, but you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what it is to tell somebody and hit them on the back and say, I'm praying for you. You, you, you see the glory, but you don't understand the story. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I just felt that I needed to. And 
And my wife says, man, you got some boldness. I says, well, you, you got to be bold. You don't know when you're going to get that opportunity. And here's a man that he's, God has used his university to send this awakening throughout the world. People are flying in from Europe, from Africa, all over the place. Why is this? This is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I declare that it's not only in Wilmore, Kentucky, but it's in New York City. And it's not only in New York City, but it's in Queens, New York. And it's not only in Queens, New York, but it's at Liberty. And it's not only at Liberty, but it's in your home. And it's in your home. And it's your home. Anybody want to catch a fire? Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to preach a message this morning and, and remain standing. We're going to read the scripture. These are my favorite scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I preach from it often. I'm going to preach from it again. I, I spoke one Wednesday night recently on finding and maintaining peace in the turbulent times. And people were saying, wow, we'd like to hear a little bit more. And so I want to, I want to preach about what I did that day. So even some of you who took notes some of this will be a reminder to you. But my topic, it's Philippians chapter 4 and verses 7. My topic is, can you find and maintain peace in these turbulent times? Can you find and maintain peace in these turbulent times? The scripture says in verses 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue one if there be any praise to if you pass those two stages think on these things those things which you have learned number one receive number two heard number three and seen in me number four do and you will open up the God of peace to be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again. Wherein ye were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am, therefore to be content. For I know how to be abased and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be both full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm glad to see this great crowd today. Good to see all of you. Noah, good to see you. If you're here, and I know that a bunch of you are here for the first, second time, would you just raise your hands one more time, first or second time? Amen. Come on, let's give, let, let's give them a lot of number of people. I just want to tell you how much uh, I welcome you here this morning. And uh, this is a place where I tell the people all the time, you're not authorized to judge anybody. 
Don't look at anybody and say, hmm, he, he. You take the beam out of your own eyes. You, 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 you take care of you before you take care of others. Try to get to heaven yourself. Let other people try to get to heaven by themselves. You try to get to heaven by yourself. Don't judge nobody. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. The pastor says, I can't judge you. No, no, you can't judge nobody. He is the great judge. He is the God who will take care of us at the end of this world. Hallelujah. Now, oh, Father, I pray that you will touch your word. and Let it be illuminating to our hearts. Speak to us one more time. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. And today I, I just feel like I need a, a, a busy church. I need a, I need a shouting church this morning. Amen. If you had a little tea in your stomach, if you have a little water in your stomach, I need a, I need a shouting church this morning. Amen. I need a standing church. I don't mean for you to stand, but if you believe the word of God is being preached, you can stand up and shout and say, Pastor, amen, keep doing that. I need, I need, a, I need an active church this morning. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you see me keeping some noise, I don't believe I got crazy. I'm just happy. Amen. Hallelujah. And neighbor... If I see you sleeping, I'm going to shake you up. I'm going to wake you up. As a matter of fact, I'm going to shout a little louder. Amen. Come on, try try to wake your neighbor up. Shout a little loud. Hallelujah. Hey. Since the first day when we were all born, growing up, The biggest thing that we are looking for, aside from respect, we want to be respected, is peace in our life. Peace in our life does not come by going to Walmart and buying a shopping spree because you're going to need another shopping spree next week to keep you happy. Some people say, if I'm going to get happy, let me just go buy some clothes. Let me buy some shoes. But that's emptiness. That's not peace. That's trying to fill a void that you need to take care of. Peace is something that the world has been trying to achieve every day. You you find a husband trying to have peace with their wife, a wife trying to have peace with the husband. You You find children who are rebellious, the parents are trying to find peace in their home. You find that in a job that they are, uh, some, some boss is, is, is being a terror and, uh, and, and being a, 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 a taskmaster and not giving you the due respect and you're trying to find peace. You sit at your table and you eat your food and you're 
in your mind your mind is racing and you you're thinking about the bills you're thinking about uh, that person who cussed you out yesterday you're thinking about uh, the news that you're seeing on the safe and it's coming at you like a hundred miles per hour and you don't know what to do and sometimes you shudder under the pressures of life and you don't know what is happening to you because why you're looking for peace and people look for peace in the wrong places. They'll go to nightclubs and try to dance their worries away. And in some cases, they will drink and try to drink their worries away. And in some cases, they will smoke and smoke, try to smoke their worries away. And in some cases, they will try to do all types of things. But that is not the way to find peace. There is only one source of peace, and that is the Prince of Peace. And he is the, he is the source that will give you everlasting peace. He has come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. What the world will give you is small things. The world will give you some things that will make you want more tomorrow. But when he gives you peace, he gives you peace that the world cannot give to you and the world cannot give it, take away. If there is anything that people will want to know is how do I find that peace? Well, I want you to know for those who are watching by television, for those who are watching by social media, for those who will watch later on, and I want to say to those who are here live, you have made a great step to be in the house of God. Sometimes you need to understand you've got to do something to get something. It will not just fall in your lap like that. You had to get yourself prepared to come into the house of God. You had to find the parking. You had to shake somebody's hands. You had to sit here and you didn't come because you want somebody to see you, you came so that Jesus can see you. You didn't come for nobody else. You just came for him. Is there anybody who's here who just came for Jesus? Touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look good. But I didn't come for you. I didn't come for you. I came for Jesus Christ. I came because he is the source of my peace. I didn't come so that somebody could see who or what I'm wearing. I came so that he, the Prince of Peace, could find me and give me what I look for. I'm looking for the man with the nail scarred in his hands who can do the miracle that nobody else can give. Some of you are looking for a boyfriend for peace. And the boyfriend is going to cost you a whole lot of trouble. Some of you are looking for a girlfriend to give you peace. And the girl will give you a pack of sorrows. Girlfriend or boyfriend in the source of peace. Some of you believe if I can just get a bling bling. If I can just get some rings on my finger. And you want the gold and the white diamonds. And if I just get that, that will bring me peace. You can put it on your finger, but if peace is not on your heart, you will be an empty shell walking around. 
You need the Prince of Peace inside of you. You need him inside of you so that when everybody is trying to get at you, you smile in the face of pressure because your peace did not come from the outside. Your peace is on the inside. You're bubble wrap. You are protected. You are all defended by the Prince of Peace. Can you find peace in this world? One of the first steps you made is coming into the church to hear the word of God. You should be complimented for hearing the word of God. Because the word of God is going to change your life this morning. Uh, this word is going to come to your life and I declare it's going to change your life. I, don't, I, I believe this could be a life-changing word and you could have been on the beach somewhere. You could have been barbecuing somewhere. You could have been in some other place, but God set you down in that seat for a moment like this so that your life could be changed. Tell your neighbor, I believe my life is about to get changed. Now, there are three types of peace I want to talk to you about this morning. It is the peace of God. It is the peace with God. And it's the peace with others. If you don't have those three, you're not going to have a full, complete peace. Some people believe that if they only find Christ, when you find Christ, it is what Romans chapter 5 and verses 1 says, and we can put it up there, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. If you get saved, if you're a Christian, you have peace with God. God gives you peace because you get saved, there is a peace that cometh into your life, that transforms you from deadness to dryness. You are not, you are not an unforgiven Christian. You are a forgiven Christian. You are not a, you are not a, a, a somebody who is wallowing in sin. You have asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. I believe we have some people here who have asked Jesus to forgive them of their sins. Come on, somebody! If you know who Jesus is, I want you to shout hallelujah. I want you to be a testimony to who he is. He is your savior. He is your Lord. He is your justifier. And you have peace with God. With that peace with God is the peace that God gives through salvation. And I would to God that every one of you could know who that God is and have that peace. But that's only a first stage of the peace. I'm coming to the next stage. And many people, they are Christians, but they stop at that first stage. They got peace with God. Peace with God means because you're associated with him, it rubs off on you. Come here, brother, past minister, amen. When I associate with somebody, it is going to rub off on me. And now as I'm a Christian, Jesus is walking and talking to me and he is my friend. And I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with him and he, is, he carries me through the valley. The peace that is in Jesus Christ rubs off on me. It is the connectivity that gives me that peace, that, that, that peace with God. Amen. 
But then there's the next piece. It is the piece in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 7. The peace with God is when I connect with Jesus through salvation. But then there is the peace of God, verses 7, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ. So when I have the peace with God through salvation, the next level is for me to find this peace that's in verses 7. Not all Christians have this verse 7 peace. They have Romans peace, but they don't have Philippians chapter 4 and verses. I told you it's going to change your life. I told you this, is good. this message is going to change your life. There are many people who, who can cast demons out, who can pray in tongues, who can do all okay. All they do is they have the peace with God, but they, don't, they have the peace of God, but they don't have the peace with God. The, 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 sorry, they have the peace with the peace uh, the peace with God, but they don't have the peace of God. Because uh, 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 come come one more time, Minister Imran. If he represents God, and I have the peace with him, and I, I'm walking and I'm talking and I'm praising God, and the peace with God transforms to me. It does not mean that the next level of the peace of God that, that Jesus the Lord possesses is really possessing in me. Let me go a little deeper than that. Not everything that God has in his perfection and in his grace and in his infinite power is com completely over to me. I now have to long for it. I now have to pray for it. I now have to live for it. And it is a gradual walk with God for me to get that next level because he gives this peace is a peace that passeth all understanding. The other peace is the peace of salvation, the peace of forgiveness, the peace of walking with God. But the peace that Jesus has inside of him, I got to work to get that peace. I got to go to God in prayer. I got to ask God and I got to do like what Paul says. I got to die daily to myself for me to find that peace of God. That peace of God is what will carry you through in the middle of the night. That peace of God is what's going to make you stand form. When everybody else is talking about you, you're going to stand form. You know why many people cannot stand form? All they have is the peace with God, but not the peace of God. They got the peace with God of justification. But they don't have the Philippians chapter 4 verses 7 peace. The peace that he has, I want it. I would to God that today that we would, give me, give me, give me not, not a mic. I would to God today that we would say, I want the peace that he has. All understanding that will keep me in the moment of tribulation. That will keep me in the moment of distress. That will keep me in the moment when all things are coming at me like a flood. 
I will not buckle under the wind, neither will I shake by the pressure, but I will stand firm in the midst of what is happening. Come on, let me tell you something. Why it is that you can have two believers, one is crying and the other is worshiping. One is going through hell and high water and the other is going through hell and high water. But one could raise their hands and say, hallelujah, anyhow, never let my problems get me down. When life trouble comes my way, I'll hold my hand up high and say, hallelujah, anyhow, because I not only have the peace of God, but I have the peace with God. I have not only the peace with God, but I have the peace of God. That peace is now inside of me. He has it. And he says, that's why I came to the world, so that I can bring peace. And that peace that I want to bring to this world is still in the 21st century, in in February, still the most evasive thing that the world cannot find. But you are in a place where you're about to get the peace of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm stepping to the next level. I am not going to cry anymore. I'm not going to weep like I did before. I'm not going to buckle like I did before. I need the peace of God in my life. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes like a flood, he will raise a standard. When the problems come my way, I will hold my hand up high and say, Hallelujah anyhow. So you have the peace with God. You have the peace of God. And when you have the peace with God and the peace of God, then you have the peace with your fellow neighbor. Come on, can I go a little deeper than this? Can I go a little deeper than that? Some people say, I ain't like how she is. You know, I really don't like she. Well, you ain't got the peace of God nor the peace with God. You ain't got no peace because you should never have anything like that utter of your mouth. I don't like her. That's God's creation. You got to like her. You got to like him. You don't like their ways, but you still love them. You don't like how they act. But the action is not going to cover your eyes from loving them. If you're going to have, if God is going to deliver you and trust you with the peace that he has, the peace of God that passes all understanding, then he will put you to a test. There will be people who will come in front of you and can you pass the test? And some people have lost their peace of God because they have passed, they have not passed the test with how they deal with others. And I'm talking about how you deal with your husband. Come on, somebody. Oh, Pastor Joe, y'all don't want to hear from him. I'm talking about how you deal with your wife. You can't speak, you can't speak 
beautifully to the outside and when you come in the house a pig and, 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 you, and you treat them like a house cloth and a dust cloth and you treat them like nothing no you gotta treat the people inside that you know as kind and as reasonable and as powerful and as peaceful as you can do I don't it doesn't matter what they do to you treat them well somebody shout hallelujah the peace that passes all understanding means you're going to become different. The way you treat your, your kids, you have to respect them. You know why some kids are running away? Because the parents treat them with hoggish. Hey, you. And they curse them. Never curse your kids. You know, you don't like what they do. If they're doing wrong, you don't like it. But don't curse them. Pray for them. Respect them. Love them. And if they tell you anything privately, don't judge them later on. And say, hey, you tell me this last week. I know your tricks. No. Be kind. Be classy. So now you're going to first have the peace with God. In justification, in Romans. Now, I went a little deeper. I have the peace of God, Philippians 4 and 7, because now it passes all understanding. This is the one where I'm smiling when everyone is crying. If I ask for a poll, how many of you have that second level? And you're honest. I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I believe that you will say this, Pastor, sometimes I have the peace of God. But sometimes that peace runs away. And I get vexed. And I get angry. And then I want you to know about anger. Let not the sun go down on your rats. For you to have your peace that pass it all understanding, you got to let go and let God have his way. Amen. So you have the peace with God through Romans 5. You have the peace of God through Philippians 4. And now you have the peace with others. Everybody you must talk to. They said in the revival Young men, young women would be raising up, running to somebody because they had an argument with them. That's what revival will do. And, and it's not whether you're wrong or you're right. I know there's an ought between me and you, and I want to clear it up. You don't go back and say, but you know you were wrong. No, I just want to clear it up. That's revival. That's an awakening. That's the peace of God. That rules in your life and gives you a peace that passes all understanding. The reason why you gotta go and you gotta see therapists every day and you're going into depression is because you've not let go. The darkness of your past is still humbugging you. Let go, let go, let go, and let God have his way. He will free you, he will liberate you, he will give you a peace that passes all understanding if you just let go. Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. 
Pastor, you don't know what happened. And, 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 and it was insultive and it was wrong. And, and, and first of all, if you keep an exercise book writing those things down, I want you to go home and burn it. I want you to go home and burn it. Y'all, y'all not wanting to listen to me. There's some people that write down everything that people have done them wrong and they got in an exercise book somewhere in the corner. You will never have peace if you keep that thing written. Take that thing and burn it and let it go into the sea of forgetfulness and let go and let God Let go and let God have his way. If you want your peace that passes all understanding, you got to let go. My father grew up leading and they had what you call council meetings. And in those council meetings, they would, these are past preachers, they would yell and argue and fight. And some of them would write notes and they only and they could still refer to it 1984 when he did not do this to me and do that to me that's nonsense that's not a preacher that's a sinner they need to repent they need to burn those things down and get clear with God and some of you need to forgive your husband and your wife because here is why that husband and that wife did you wrong yes they did but if you dwell on what they did you wrong you will never have your peace that pass it understanding you will wallow you will die you will cry you will weep you will be burdened no let go and let God have his way free yourself of somebody shout hallelujah Start your neighbor and say, neighbor, I should not have come this morning. No, no, no. <laughs> no, tell your neighbor, neighbor, although it is hard to hear it, I need it because I want my peace. I want my peace. Somebody say, I want my peace. The peace that passes all understanding shall be with you forever the world can't give it to you nor the world can't give it away so I want to keep my peace and whatever it takes I will do it this peace the pastor understanding at stages in your life it cuts you and it convicts you and it makes your conscience soft. Some people, their conscience is seared with a hot iron. Nothing bothers them. They can lie today and lie tomorrow. And nothing bothers them. We need some more men and women whose conscience are not going to be seared, but they're going to be able to cry before God and say, God, I will not lose you until you bless me. I need my peace that passes all understanding, and I need to get to heaven. Talking about peace, when I was a young boy, 
I was seeking God for the Holy Spirit and for Him to come in for this peace of Him. And as I was praying, we had revival in the Georgetown Church every, for two weeks. Pastor Mahes was the revivalist. He preached him and Brother Goberdan, Sister Ruby, your, your, your father. And, and oh, just revival. And you all used to quote Leonard Ravenhill. Used to quote these men who, who would be, give us revival or we die. And I remember during one of those revivals. I remember in my school. That's how soft my heart was. I hope to God my heart will stay soft like that. I had, I had looked over in an exam class. And I wrote the answer from somebody on my exam. And I passed the exam. But the teacher never knew. And did you know that thing bothered me? It bothered me. I was praying and it bothered me. And it says, leave your gift for the altar and go make right with your brother. And before you get that peace that I'm talking about. And I found, those days you couldn't Google, but somehow I found where that teacher was. And I rode my bicycle to his house. And I said, I want you to know I'm seeking God. And I cheated on the exam three years ago. The guy looked at me like I was mad. But I wanted my peace. I wanted to have my peace. I didn't care whether he dunk I was crazy. I just wanted to clear my mind and my spirit with him. They may think you're crazy, but you're not crazy. You want your peace that passes all understanding with God. Somebody shout hallelujah. So when you have the peace with God, and then you have the peace of God, you're going to have the peace with others easily. And let me, let me give you a little secret. Some people, you can't make peace with them. Because they are rangatang, gangatang, dangatang, wang, wang, yang, But you still need to make peace with them. Pray up a little bit before you go to them and say, Brother Wang Yatang Chang Chang, I came to tell you something. Please forgive me. You don't know. Brother Wanga Tang Tang Tang, from that, God's going to soften his heart. You don't know what God is going to do. I want my peace. Somebody shout, I want my peace. I want my peace that passed it all understanding. I want my peace that when I put my head on the pillow, I'm asleep like a baby. I want my peace that when I walk down the road, I don't want to hide behind no post. I don't want to hide behind nothing. I must look everybody in their eyes and say, I love you. Jesus loves you. And I hope to see you in heaven. High five. High five. High five. Now, I'm not telling you to rub conky with them. Is that it? Huh? I'm not telling you to get close with them and say, well, you're cooking today, barbecue, coming over for sit-down, I'm going to spend five hours. No, familiarity breeds contempt. Come, you all don't want to hear what I'm saying. You mix too close, you're going to get in mud. Make peace and run away. Make peace and find your way. 
make peace and say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Walk with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and say the peace that passeth all understanding shall rest within me. So not only do I have that three elements of peace is what God wants me to get. But the second thing he wants to ask you, how are you going to get it? And how are you going to keep it? Because in church this morning, it is good to get, it is easy to get the peace. For these two hours, nobody quarreling with each other. In these two hours, nobody fighting with each other. But it's when I leave, and it's when I go to work tomorrow, and it's when I have to see that person, and man, I don't want to see them person's face. How are you going to get that peace and keep that peace that you had this morning? Well, here it is. Verse 7 tells you about the type of peace. Verses 8 tells you how to get the peace and keep it. Let's put it up. Verses 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report. I count six things there, right? You guys say six or seven. He says, you got six things here. Some people want to know, is there any good thing in my life? He give, you, he give you six things for you to think about. You have been talking and taunting about the bad things. He give you six things to think about for you to keep your peace. Is there anything true in your life? He says, I want you to start thinking about it. Is there anything honest in your life? If you're dishonest, this ain't going to work. He said, think about it. Is there anything that's just in your life? If you are a reasonable person, well, think about it. He says, is there anything pure in your life? Think about it. Is there anything lovely in your life? There's a lot of lovely things happening to many of you that you never thank God for. You're like the nine lepers. You got a job, but your mind is on getting a job that pays double and you're not contented where you are. It is one thing for you to ascribe to climb the ladder, but it's another thing for you to be in your condition and cursing God and starting to complain about it. You must to be contented in what situation you are before God trusts you to get to the next level. If you go and you walk around grumpy, you are not thinking about the things that are lovely in your sight. Did you get three meals a day? Did you get a roof over your head? Did you get clothes on your back? Are you able at least to pay some of your bills or all of your bills? Are you able to have a good report from your doctor? Are you able to beat cancer? Are you able to keep your blood pressure under order? Are you able to walk without pain? Think on these things. Somebody shout hallelujah. I got to think about the lovely things that happens to me. There's a lot of lovely things that's happening to me. There's a lot of good things happening to me. High five your neighbor and say, neighbor, a lot of good things. A lot of good things happening. He says, when you have these things, if they're of good report. He says, if they have good report, 
if they have virtue and then he says i want you to have praise over it he says i not only want you to have praise over it but i want you to start thinking about it um, some people who are listening to me they're, they're thinking about all the things that's crowding your mind you think about the things that you have to deal with tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. If he made you pay the bill last month, he will make you pay the bill this month. If you're able to go through life for the last six months and you survive, well, then he will make you go through the next six months, and you will survive. With hook or crook, you will survive. Nobody's going to steal your joy. It it is good think about it and if it's good praise about it and he says I want you he ends it by saying keep thinking about these things if you have a relationship think about the good ones so I want to tell my wife wife me and you teeth and tongue this what teeth and tongue this bite but what is that the end of it teeth and tongue this bite because it's right there but sweetheart whenever you make that coffee even though it it needs a little more coffee in it i still love you because you made the coffee sweetheart when you made the curry chicken even though it need a little more masala, I still love you. No, my wife makes a good curry. What I'm saying is, think about the good things of life. You got a, you got a child? Hold that child. And say, God, this child can walk. This child can talk. This child was made in your image and in your likeness. I pray over this child. I'm not going to complain over this child. And I declare over this child that this boy or this girl shall serve you one day. One day. Will somebody say one day? Shall serve me one day. But if you take that child and you say, look at she. <laughs> she ain't got manners. She don't say good morning. She shoots it. She on the computer. She on her phone. If you think about the bad things, you'll never raise to bring that child to the good things. Tell your child and say, child, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that you're beautiful. I want you to know that you're handsome. I want you to know that you're God's picked, handpicked, anointed baby. You're my baby, but you're God's anointed child. I want them you to know who you are. You are God's anointed. I want you to hold your child and see good in them. I want you to look at your church. Man, if you look at this church, you can find 10 things wrong. But there might be about 20 things that's good. Come on, y'all not hearing me. If you dwell on the 10 wrong things, you ain't following what Philippians says. But if you dwell on the good things, man, it's a good worship. Man, the worst, the praise of God ascends to the throne of God. Man, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Man, and people in here are lovely, are great. Think on these things. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I love this church. How can I get this peace? And how can I maintain this peace? And here's another thing he says. How can I maintain this peace? I want you to go to verses 9. He says, now, you want the peace of God? He gives another opening how to get the peace of God in verses 9. Let's put it there together. I'm opening up the scripture to you. This, this peace of God is the second level of peace. Philippians 4 and verses 9. He says, he says, those things which you learned. Number one, are you learning? Shout hallelujah if you're learning. He says, those things which you have learned, number one. Those things which you have received, number two. Are you receiving this morning? Those things which you have heard, number three. And those things which you have saw, number four. So let's go over the four things that he's saying. How can I continually find this peace of God? He says, those things which you have learned which you have received, which you have heard, and which you have saw, seen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I came today and I have learned. You got to say it loud. I have learned. I have received. I have heard. And I have seen. Neighbor. I am right there. Help push me to the next level. He says, if you do those things and you believe it and you practice it, he says, the God of peace will be with you. That's another way I'm going to find the God of peace. That when I take the scriptures and I open it up before God and I hear it and I see it and I learn from it and I believe it, he says, the God of peace is going to come. That's why the connect groups this word will keep with you get onto a connect group and and hear it see it learn from it and the god of peace yeah that's why i make such a big issue over the connect groups it will make you grow you can worship for 4 hours but you won't grow if you if, if you follow the scriptures for four minutes, because after you worship for four, four hours and you have nothing substantive to keep you, you're going to be like an empty bag. You got to get the word of God inside of you. You got to maintain it inside of you. The youths, the young people, they started studying the word, Brother Rick. Never before, where's Brother Suraj? Never before, he's leading that group. They had 21. These are, these are folks who never got to a connect group. But they're 14, they're 15, they're studying the scriptures. Don't let them pass us. Studying the scriptures. And they are going into it and 
de deeply dividing the word because they're hearing an awakening and they want to get into it. I'm going to close. So he says, that's how you're going to get the peace of God. Let me, let, me, let me give you two more things. You want two more things how to keep this? So not only must I practice these things that I have heard, I've seen, I've listened, and I've what. But he then goes on to verses 11. You want to you get, I'll keep this peace. He says, I now speak in respect of want. He says, I have learned. This is a state of progression. I have learned in whatever state I am in that I must be contented. One of the biggest problems over believers who are not holding the peace is that they're not contented. They're always trying to fight something, always trying to make something, always trying to... You got to be contented. And contentment means you're going to swallow your pride. <clears throat> contentment means that you're not going to complain to God. God, you know that childhood friend who grew up with me. He got four mansions, three cars, a hundred dresses and suits. Are you complaining? That prayer will only run from here to the roof and bounce off. Ain't going nowhere. And your peace is going to diminish, shrivel up, and dry. You know what prayer you need to pray? God, I thank you for my childhood friend. Come, y'all not hearing me. I thank you for him. I thank you for her. I thank you for the life that they live. And if you bless him or her, I thank you for that, God. God, I don't have none of that, but I'm contented. That's the prayer you need to pray. He says, in whatever state I am, I must learn to be contented. I live in a house, nice house, but I can go live in a basement anytime. I can live in a little squatting place right like this. You just give me a little something, some books and everything else. I live right in a little space like that. I don't need no mansion down here. I need a mansion up there. Sometimes our mind is too warped over the things of this world than the things of God. When God sees your heart, he will bless you when nobody else can bless you. When God sees who you are and you're contented, He will make a way when there is no way. So if you're going to maintain your peace, be contented. Any of y'all ever, ever, ever had to eat rice and pepper and salt with some little seasoning? And when you eat it, your belly full. And you pray your prayers, Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray you, Lord, my soul to keep. And if I shall die before I wake, I pray the Lord, my soul to take. And boom, 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 blackout come. But you're still happy. 
you're still joyful. You still could sing in the dark. You still could praise God. You still could shout hallelujah. You still got a pep in your step. You still have a joy in your spirit because you know who your Savior is. You're not looking for mansions down here. You're looking for a mansion up over the hilltop. That's your dream. says now I want you to be contented in what you do and the final thing regarding getting your peace and keeping your peace is flexibility verse 12 I know how to be a base and I know how to be a bound I know how to I know in everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry and to abound and to suffer need. What he says is, I know how to be flexible in every situation. When you somebody invites you to their home and they don't have the steak and the lobster, don't run away and say, man, they should have given me better food. No. If it's shine rice and if it's rice without, with coconut choker, dwell on it love it smile with it and absorb it and God will bless it because you have been contented and now you are adaptable you know some people can't be adaptable the Lord learned me a big lesson in the Congo regarding flexibility I went out there and I told God over the years, God, you're going to take me to places. I'm going to preach to people. But I said to him, Minister Imran, I said, God, wherever I go, give me an air-conditioned room. I want the coolness. I did pray to God about that. And, and, and God gave it to me all these years until Congo. Ended up in Congo, no hot water, no air condition, no lights around the clock. And God says, I bring you to the back part of the desert for me to tell you that you need to be flexible and adaptable. And you don't need to complain. If you don't get that air condition, you will survive. I will keep you in all your ways, lest you dash your foot against the stone. So God will take you to Congo to show you flexibility. And God will take you and bring you to experiences to see how flexible you are. Are you flexible? And you said, Pastor, I don't know. What you're preaching is too hard. Let me end it up with this verse. Verse 13. I can do all things. I can do all things. <laughs> I can do some things. No, I can do all things. True Christ has strengthened me. What I preach is a little hard, but if I do it in my own strength, I can fail. But when I do it in his strength, somebody shout hallelujah. Stand to your feet and say his strength, his authority, his mercies, his grace. When I do it through him, I will never fail. I can do all things. Through Christ. Lift your hands before God. If you want peace, the past it all understanding. Not only do you want peace with God, Romans 5:1, but you want peace of God, Philippians 4:7.
And then you want to keep that peace. If you're here today, play something. As they sing, come to the altar. The only real reach me peace that I have. Dear Lord, is you. Just come, 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 come. The only real peace that I have. Some of you should come quicker, quicker. Come on, come on, come on. Make space, make space. When all life's frustration, I need you, I know I do, cause the only come on, come on. More, 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 more. that I have, even in the balcony, just come fill this place, it doesn't mean you backslip. All it means is you want some more peace in your life. Just come, 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 come. The only real peace that I have, dear Lord, is in you. The only real peace that I have, Yeah. 
unfailing love stronger than thousand deeper than ocean reaches to sing that again. We're going to sing it. The song that says, it is you who lift me up. It is by your grace and your power. Unfailing grace. We'll sing it again. But I don't know about you. Have you ever been in situations you don't know what to do? Have you ever been in situations where if it was you, your mind cannot handle it. Your spirit cannot handle it. But you just have to say, unfailing love. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stronger than mountains. Yes, yes,
There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, worship God, worship God. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every day, break every day, break every day. Somebody, this is revival, this is awakening, this is the power of God. 
I don't want you to be just a regular. You're now unusually blessed, favored with God's anointed, His presence. And today, there's going to be peace in the home. No more fighting. Now what I'm saying is, not only in the home, but somebody down the road, somebody, whatever, you're going to have peace. Call them up and say, I not only want peace with God, but I'm seeking the peace of God. And one of my steps is to say, I am sorry. I ask for forgiveness. Is that hard? Any of y'all want me to ask forgiveness? If I did anything you wrong? Did I do anything wrong to anybody? I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, ready, ready. Amen. Hallelujah. But just like this, you go and don't be shy. Say, God's working. Revival is here. Awakening is here. I want to keep clear with you. And whatever I've done that's wrong, please forgive me. Now don't tell them, but you wrong too. When are you going to ask me forgiveness? Don't say that. Don't say that. You do your part. Smile. Amen. But I'm not saying now to, was it wrong conky? Was it? Uh, meaning that don't go rubbing up and, and, and become friends for, you know, and the next thing you know, you're quarreling again. No, keep a little distance. Amen. Don't be sorry, Dora. Keep your distance. God loves how you can be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Sister Amanda says she has a testimony. Give her a mic. Take, take one minute, Sister Amanda. Amen. Stand right here. Get your offering. Get your offering. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Amanda. Get your offering before God. There are three ways of giving. Go ahead, sis. I want to give God thanks and praise. Go to the website. Monday, I was food poisoned and I had yes. um, bacteria in my colon. And I was in Jamaica Hospital at 1.30 that morning. And I'm in pain and all they do is take out my information. And they say, you have to wait four hours before the doctor see you. And the devil does speak to you. God does speak to you. He himself does speak to you. Satan said, I said, God, we are there. I said, God, we are there. I said, no, Satan. No, no. God said he would never leave me nor forsake me. I said, Jesus, you sign my affliction. You would hear me, Lord. And I'm crying and I feel like this stomach is pulling out. And I'm crying and I said, Jesus, you said you would never leave me nor forsake me. You said, cry out in your affliction and I will hear you. And the nurse that see me, she passed by and she said, she going to tell another girl, the woman crying for Jesus, bye. And she come back and she say, no, come in the room. I want to tell you, at the name of Jesus, I get favor. She said, all them people who went ahead of you, they ain't get blood tests, they ain't get urine tests, and they ain't get IV. I ain't going to give you it. As she ministering the IV to me, I ministering Jesus to she. I want to tell you, I was in so much of pain. But every time the devil tells me something, I tell you something else. Amen. Because you know what? I'm in this church in 2005, and I get good biblical teaching here. Teaching that you have to put it in practice. 
Don't hear it in your ears and pass it out. Amen. And still ask Pastor Joe to pray for you. Not 7 o'clock Tuesday morning. The other one come for give me hard thing because he had was so much in pain too. And she come to do this. I tell her she but Jesus. I said, man, forget about though. You, here she is. Do you have a church you've got to? I said, go to Liberty Bible Fellowship. She said, I never hear about it. I said, you're going to hear about it today. Amen. I minister to the lady. I guess your phone number and I'll soon bring them. Amen. That's good. You know, I, I had a diary from Tuesday morning to Thursday. I couldn't eat. I ain't eating. I still shake and I'm so weak. I love dancing and worshiping, but I couldn't. I have to use wisdom. But I want to tell you, I full now. My whole stomach is full with gas. And it's like a wave. But I remember my childhood song. Michael rode the boat. And I said, no, no, it's not Michael. It's Manda rode the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Michael rode the boat ashore. Hallelujah. You know, hallelujah is the highest praise. Everything that happened today is just about what I went through. The man of God said somebody went through something dance. And I laughed. The song that the choir sing, I see it. Amen. God won't forget. It's about me. Pastor Joe message about me. I got to laugh. Jonathan even come up with Psalm 23. I shall walk through the Amen. valley of death and fear no evil. I want to tell you when Satan thought he would have put me down. No, no, no. I know who is my God. Hallelujah. Praise the Thank Lord. Thank you very much. Amen. In the name of Jesus, come put your hands here. Yes, in the name of Jesus, every bloating, every single issue from the stomach, I pray it be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we had a great service today. I want you to give to God. Everything you give is towards the forderance of the kingdom of God. Uh, put your envelope up in the air and say... You can go to the website to give. I encourage you to go to the website or you go to Cash App. If you're here, you can give, write a check out to Liberty Church or you can, amen, praise God. Well, we're going to let them go in because there's so much crowd, amen. So give unto God. Go ahead, folks, amen, praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this message. I thank you for this the anoint, the offering, I pray that as folks give to God, it will go to the fortress of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. You, you could give and then you are dismissed.